Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. LT on the Stitcher. Welcome to our Tuesday edition of our big broadcast. We've got a great guest we're going to go to here in just a few seconds. Gordon Zuckerman is going to be with us here in a few moments. In fact, let's go to the telephones. We've got Gordon joining us on the line. How are you, sir? Uh, just fine, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, definitely. We've got, uh, as I mentioned, Gordon Zuckerman with us today. He is a Amazon best-selling author. He has got a new installment of The Sentinels, and uh, he's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, uh, you have a lot of uh, cool stuff going on in your background, and uh, this book is absolutely amazing. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the different things that you're up to now with your writing and everything else that you're doing. Well, this is, uh, I think, the fourth book I've published. that has been published, and uh, I'm particularly proud of this book because it talks about the influence of the military-industrial complex just after the Second World War when they were trying to resurrect uh, uh, military appropriations uh, and, and their efforts to manipulate uh, the congressional appropriations process. Yes. What I think makes this book so interesting is that it's a very good example of a lot of the influences that are... are uh, in our economies today that are going to have to be unwound if we're going to make significant progress on some of the uh, new reform ideas that are out there. We've got a great guest for this today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast. Now, tell me a little bit about the writing process for your latest book. Well, it's, it, it's, um, it happens in layers. I write a book in layers. Uh, I, I, I search through history to find a good example of where the con- uh, the uh, combination of uh, concentrated major resources, ambitious government programs, and the interests of Wall Street are all combined to uh, uh, pursue agendas of self-interest normally accomplished at the expense of the people. So uh, this just happens to be the fourth uh, historical incident that I've decided to focus on and, and what the book is really all about it's a story about people set into this uh, envi- this historical environment where they're trying to oppose what the uh, con- concentrated resources are trying to accomplish now uh, break that down a little bit more for us but what, what were some of the ideas behind putting this into book form Yes. Uh, give, give us some more ideas on, on why you decided to put this whole subject and everything into book form. Well, the, uh, uh, until about 10 or 12 years ago, I was involved in as a CEO and made, running a major uh, hospitality company. And when I sold my company, 
I decided to go back and do the reading and the research on a lot of things that I'd heard about or headlines I'd read or sound bites I'd listened to to try to develop a history, uh, a better understanding of the story behind the story. Having done that, I became so impressed with what I'd learned that I decided to uh, uh, write books so I could share it with uh, a broader uh, uh community of readers and that's how it all got started we've got a uh, great guest with us today gordon zuckerman joins us today here on our broadcast and uh, his fourth novel reflects on the interplay of business politics and history in our own everyday life now what is the rule for responsible entrepreneurial leadership what a great question i <laughs> i uh, i've been looking forward to somebody asking me that question yes i believe that a, a, a responsible leadership requires you to simultaneously satisfy three separate audiences. Obviously, okay. one is the investors. The second one is the customers. And the third one is the employees. And, the, and I think what really makes free enterprise exciting is that if you look at all the stories where responsible leaders have been able to accomplish so much and at the same time uh, do it within the criteria of the three tests. So... I'm a great believer in the free enterprise system, and I'm uh, very critical of people who would abuse the system for their own self-interest. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast. Gordon Zuckerman is with us. And uh, why should we be concerned with a win-at-all-cost leadership? Oh, um, because in that process, it, it becomes self-evident that motives and goals and objectives are there to only satisfy the investors and, 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 and possibly the consumers but, uh, or not. So it, it, it really is centered around the, the uh, get-rich strategy of, of concentrated resources. And therefore... Uh, it fails the test of responsible responsibleness, and that's what I think we all have to worry about. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast here on uh, our Tuesday edition of the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Gordon Zuckerman with us today, and uh, why? Basically, why are we still plagued by corruption and, and greed at some of the highest levels of government? Well, in my in my opinion, um, as a result of World War II, we saw a tremendous concentration of wealth and resources. And as as uh, time has gone by, the the uh, goals and objectives of some of these have re have required them to uh, adopt uh, chase agendas of self interest. Uh, and those, uh, and and that occurrence has become rather commonplace. And the importance is that in this environment today, where the people, <clears throat> where the people have become aware and aroused of a lot of stuff that's going on, the implementation of these reform programs 
is going to require the untying of a lot of knots that have been previously organized similar to what I write about in my book. Now, uh, your, your book is incredibly well written. Tell me about the writing process for the book. Well, the first layer is I try to develop the, uh, uh, the skeleton for the plot, which is connecting the dots of history, then, and, and laying that out. Then the second layer is adding in the characters, because any story of conflict has to necessarily be about people. And I start developing the main characters in a way to carry the different subplots that exist in the book. And, uh, and then later on, I start to worry about uh, d- defining or describing the, the situations or the emotions of the people or whatever to try to give the book more aroma, more flavor, more whatever. And then, of course, the final stages are involved in in about four more stages of editing to get the book uh, to a point where it it passes the threshold of public 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 publication we've got a great guest with us today gordon zuckerman joins us here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio and tune in now um what needs to be reformed before our government can basically react to curing its uh, current problem of being over leveraged and underemployed (laughs) <laughs> You've done your homework. Um, the uh, uh, what I've learned is that the the key to improved economic performance at any level is dependent upon earned income. And earned income uh, means employment. And ever since we started offshoring jobs, uh, the uh, for every uh, manufacturing job that we allowed to be moved offshore, we lost three service jobs. Yes. So the true cost of losing employment is very, very high. So the question now becomes, is all right, if we're going to reverse that and start bringing our jobs back, what is it that we have to unwind or what is it we have to do in order for a domestic manufacturer to be look at his product, uh, look at his product cost, and conclude that it's more competitive, more advantageous for him to produce in the United States than elsewhere. So, as you get into the seven primary components of product cost, and you want to start making some changes, and let's just take uh, uh, foreign trade, which is in the newspapers all the time, and and uh, all these trade bills, uh, you start to change those, and you're challenging. A lot, of pe- a lot of people who have been benefiting from that for a very long time. So unless you understand that these knots have been firmly tied for a long time and you can't uh, hope to uh, achieve whatever it is you want to, unless you untie these knots, public, public awareness has to become so strong that at the ballot box, the elected representative understands that he has to reflect, respect the feelings of his constituency rather than his, his big donors. We've got Gordon Zuckerman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Now, before we let you go, my friend, how do we find you online and pick up the book and everything else? 
Okay, the easiest way is to go onto my website, gordonzuckerman.com. But you can also look me up under Amazon or... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.